0: hello and welcome back to the Big Apple School podcast where the goal is to help you learn English through listening. My name is Benjamin. I'm from London and I'll be the host of the show today. And today's topic is how to find yourself or how to find your professional career path. And we have three very delightful guests today. Our first guest is Ken from the Philippines. Excellent. Second guest is Gary from the United States. Excellent. And last but not least, we have...
1: Hello, I'm Vadia from the United States as well.
0: Excellent. So guys, be sure to comment um, and also to follow our social media platforms, including vk.com, Telegram, YouTube, and do add your thoughts, give us feedback, and let us know if you have any future ideas about this podcast or if there's any particular topic that you would like us to talk about. So guys, let's have a look at the subject of how to find yourself. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you what your general um, work history is, essentially. And we will talk about that in detail. So I think maybe we should start with Ken, because I'm looking at Ken right now. (laughs) So Ken, um, obviously we're all English teachers here at the Big Apple School now. How did you, well, just tell me about your career path. When did you, what did you do out of school and how did you end up being a teacher?
2: You know, um, okay, firstly, I want to say modestly aside because, well, when I was at school, I really, you know, performed well as a student. And um, at that time, I was asked by my high school, you know, teachers, like, what career would you like to have uh, in the future? And I said, well, I'd like to become a teacher. And then they were surprised because a teacher is like, you know, in effect, they're telling me you're too good for that. Well, in their words, okay? Not mine. So just to be clear. Um, and uh, in a way, they were discouraging me because of the, well, let's be honest, you know, the pay is not very good, especially in the Philippines. And they say that there's a lot of work involved, especially if you're a regular school, uh, in a regular mm-hmm. school, yeah. rather. And um, yeah, I heard many things about that, but it didn't, you know, discourage me because I really could see myself then as a teacher, and so, mm. yeah, that's what I pursued. When I went to university, I took up Bachelor of Secondary Education, major in English, minor in history.
0: All oh, right. So you have a really solid background in, in teaching as well. So, okay. So straight out of school and you just went straight to,
2: um, yeah. Well, um, to- it, absolutely. Um of course, uh, there were also thoughts of me like, "Are you really sure you want to take this up?" Because you know, because of what I've heard from my teachers. But then again, I followed my heart. I, mm-hmm. my heart is into teaching, so yeah. I believe I'm in the right path. And what age did you finish your education? Oh, age? <laughs> huh? I must have been in my, um, well, obviously early twenties. Yeah, uh, maybe twenty two. Yeah. You see it's been a long time. And did you go straight, <laughs> did you go
0: straight out of um did you go straight out of I guess teaching school and straight into You know
2: um what's funny was um when I was at university I was also working part-time as a remedial teacher basically those who let's say didn't do so well um in English I had to come in for them and, you know, basically help them with, yeah. you know, English uh, topics. And uh, I was working for one school then. And yeah, from, from then on, I, I felt, oh, this is really the right path for me. Because I enjoyed my first real teaching experience. Yeah. Even though it's just, you know, part-time. But I had a lot of fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Well, in, in the Philippines, generally, there's a higher level of English. Would you, would you say, or maybe I'm wrong. I mean, do people have... Can you go to the Philippines and only speak English and not speak Tagalog? What is it called? Tagalog? Tagalog. Yeah, Tagalog. Okay. That's our
2: other language. Well, um, for those of you, our listeners who are not familiar with the Philippines, we do have uh, two official languages. One is Tagalog, which is about 40% Spanish, um, you know, borrowed words from Spanish. And then we have English because of the American, you know, colonization, because we were an American dependency. Yeah, And in the Philippines, of course... um, we do speak English, although um, for the most part, we do code switching, which means that we could speak Tagalog and then we, we s- switch to English and then switch back to Tagalog and then so on and so forth. Yeah. But um, in the world of work, um, English is the language in the yeah. same way that, for instance, if you go to the bank and you have to fill in or fill out some forms, all documents are in English
0: cool interesting well, we'll, we'll come back to you Ken don't worry we, yeah. we will But um, so Gary I think you come from an English speaking country I'm worried about Ken's worried that we're not going to come back
3: <laughs> 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 I can see it in his eyes
0: need to say more words of comfort to Ken I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm joking <laughs> All right, so from kind of an English-speaking country called America, yeah. And <laughs>
3: there's, there's a variety of English <laughs> <Some> variant, yes, <laughs> of English.
0: And you've lived here in Russia for quite some time. I when have. did you first move? Which which year was it that you first moved?
3: I here? Uh, came to Russia in 1995.
0: Yes, and what was your well, what's your general career history? What was your work history? What.
3: Well, I uh, I graduated I went to a liberal arts college uh, which is what we would call what you would call here uh which means that you're you have no special anything okay right? so it's just a
0: general general a general degree, degree in, yeah and what what typically do you do in that degree is it reading reading no you literature? go and
3: do something else yeah you go into business which is what I did because my My family, my parents had a business, and uh, it was a retail business selling pianos and organs, big musical instruments. Interesting. And uh, so, um, I was kind of at a loss. We say when you don't know what you should do, and uh, so I went and worked for my dad um, in his business, which it's a family business. And could you play the piano? Do your I I guess. My dad was a musician, an actual musician, which is why he ended up in the music business. Um, That was his, what he loved. And I was not a musician. I took a lot of lessons. I can play a little bit, you know, but not at the same level. If I could play like him, I probably would have gone into the business, Um, Mm -hmm. but i not close. So, um, in any case, I worked for my dad and uh, what we'll, I'm sure I will talk about later, Mm -hmm. uh, but... Uh, my life kind of changed. I was I was working for my dad, but I was on kind of a spiritual path. I was mm-hmm. interested in spiritual things. Um, and that's a longer story. Uh, and uh, basically, as those things became more important to me, uh, then uh, I wasn't really a businessman. Yeah. I wasn't really a musician. Mm-hmm. And I I was going to go into where my heart was again, mm-hmm. and uh, and which uh, proved to be um, uh, as a what we, we call a pastor, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, which is uh, someone who is. It's not a priest. It's a it's a different kind of work, uh, or how you understand it is different for another time to explain. But mm-hmm. um, basically, a pastor is someone who is. Uh, has responsibility over a group of Christians, right? Mm -hmm. To help them, help their faith, uh, Mm -hmm. just, you know, to help them to grow in understanding Mm -hmm. things. And that became what I what I would do for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. um, and, which is another story. But uh, I did start in just in business, and mm-hmm. my dad, uh, it's a family business, so what you do with a family business is you want to get your kids into it. And mm-hmm. I was an only child, so it was either me or nothing, mm-hmm. and it was nothing <laughs> and, uh, as far as the business went. And uh, so... So um, from a
0: bird's eye view, yeah. you went... From business into a more spiritual. Um, yeah, keep, I, while I was, would you call it a profession? Uh, maybe not a well, profession. It's, uh, a normally, occupation. if you want to, p- if you want to put a
3: word on it, sometimes they call yeah. it a calling. Yeah, a calling. I, I was yeah. about to say that. It was. Yeah. It's more like a yeah, calling, and it is yeah. a calling. I and I, I, would have to say that. Um, uh, I but it's a calling that you can also practice while you're in business. So mm-hmm. I pastored a church. Yeah. Which means that there was a small group of believers. Uh, that was pretty far from my home city, um, and I commuted there on Wednesday, Sunday, mm-hmm. so two days a week. I was doing that as okay. well as working full time for my dad. So I did that for uh, for nine years, and uh, mm-hmm. or no, for five years, and uh, then I became full time doing. Yeah, the,
0: the pastor's work. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. And so, so we'll come back to you, obviously, okay. to comfort you. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm even then, more upset than Ken is. I know how it feels now. Yeah. just <laughs> yes. To be just so, left. Right. So, so <laughs> Varia. So obviously, you've um, you used to be a, I believe, a ballet instructor. Uh, ballet dancer, a ballet and dan- yeah, yes. taught
1: for a lot of years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, so what happened? You you went to university or did you um, not go no, to college? It,
1: no, actually, my story starts about 50 years earlier than that.
0: Oh, right. Well. Yeah,
1: because I went to college actually when I was 51. Oh, interesting. Yes. All right, well, we'll tell it Yeah, yeah tell so us I the- did that later. Um, but what I wanted to be was a tap dancer. Um, do you know Shirley Temple? Of
3: course. Yeah, of, yeah, course. Yeah. of course. yeah, yeah. So
1: Shirley Temple was this child star, <laughs> cute as a button, had adorable little dimpled knee legs, and wore short dresses, and I wanted to be like that. Yeah. I wanted to be fond over by the adults and, and just tell me how wonderful
0: I was. <laughs>
1: so I told my mom, um, I, I wanted to take tap le- dancing lessons. And she said, No, uh, it'd have to be ballet. So she, I was seven, and she took me to a dance studio, and I was incredibly shy, painfully shy student, or child, and um, when I saw the other kids and the teacher, I said, no, 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 I can't do this. So I didn't go in, and it wasn't until a few years later, when I was 10, when my best friend, Emily Gonzalez, um, said that, that her um, her across-the-street neighbor, was going to teach us ballet in her house. And that felt very safe. Mm-hmm. So that's how I started my ballet lessons with mm-hmm. with LaBray in her home studio.
0: And so did she have bars and mirrors yeah, in her? Yeah, her-, her
1: parents allowed her to um, strip the room of furniture and paint the walls and put mirrors up and a so bar. So this was
3: a teenager? A- yeah, yeah, teenager, yeah. Wow.
1: And so we okay, paid yeah. her... a quarter for each ballet lesson. And I felt very secure because I had my best friend and I already knew um, this teenager from before. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we moved and I luckily got another best friend named Susan Ward and her mother was um, able to take us to lessons and so I got to start with her because I was shy. I I would not have started if it had
0: not been for my friends. Mm -hmm. Cool. And then how did it progress from... Well, from from the, the world of ballet. Well, what did you do? Any other little jobs or any side? Um, did you have any? Yeah, side professions?
1: I. Well, when I was thirteen, I babysat and cleaned houses. Yeah, mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and made clothes. Yeah. So oh, you I made
0: clothes. Did yeah, you have?
1: A, I made my own clothes. I should say. I made my own clothes. Well, that's, school clothes. Pretty cool.
0: School so clothes. So I yeah. guess you had a sewing machine. Yeah oh of course I had a sewing machine I knew yeah. how to sew was it old singer
1: yes it was a singer
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. I, I know was it
3: electric or did you pedal it
1: no I'm sure I didn't pedal it <laughs> no it was say, electric I, we had electricity Barbara, back don't then don't be
3: offended <laughs> Varia. excuse me now. I see twice boom boom my <laughs> grandma Barbara wrong name and even giving the idea that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so from then um, I joined a little company a regional yep. ballet uh, we had examinations where the one uh, woman from London would come and examine us and uh, I danced in a company in Iran I danced in um, Las Vegas there's um, a, yes. ba- a ballet company Nevada Dance Theater I danced there and then injuries happened and I went to jazz did lounge shows uh, did a, um, a lounge show on a um, cruise ship to Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, lounge shows that went to... Uh, we hopped the islands of Japan, mm-hmm. toured there. And um, so, I mean, I could go on, but...
0: Yeah. So, so, so you've done a, a whole lot yeah, of jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
2: yeah. You know what? I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but... Um, no, don't be sorry. Please interrupt. Please, yeah, go for it. <laughs> it this is what I'm kind of jealous about um, with other people because... Um, you get to do many different things, and you've, you really explored, you know, your other skills. Because I've just been teaching all my life, and sometimes I ask myself what other things I can do, and I just can't imagine doing any other thing. Um, which you know reminds me of what my Korean best friend told me, because we're kind of jealous you know, w- with each other. Um, I'm jealous uh, that he can do his like jack of all trades. Basically yeah. he can do, you know, many different things, but then his frustration is he can't find just one area that he's really good at, is passionate about that he could invest all of his time. Unlike in my case. But then again, um, I also want what he has because he can do many things. It's like, I don't know. It's like as much as I appreciate my job now and the, you know, career path that mm-hmm. I've chosen to take, but I wish I could do more. I don't know, maybe I'm just not giving myself a lot of opportunities to explore what other potentials no, I may have. I think I don't it's, know. it's a
1: personality because that was the same thing with my daughter. She saw me impassioned with ballet. She saw me every day work so hard for something for years and years and she said, I'm not like that. And I said, you don't have to be like that. And so it's just a different personality. But um, if you do a lot of things, or even if you do one thing, there's so many chances for failure. So it sounds romantic, but I don't know about you, Gary, but I've failed a lot in life. You know, there's, there's so many things that you could just like fail at if you do all sorts of things. Um, and so that will play. Uh, don't you think, or are you all winners and successful people? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, well, i thinking. I don't even know what you're <laughs> talking about, Varya. Varya is <laughs> assuming something. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Well, man, d- I, I don't even know what have... she's
0: talking about, Dan. <laughs> different cultures have can't different... Relate, uh, yeah? <laughs> I can't relate. Can't relate, right? I was going to say, different cultures have different philosophies of failure, and the American culture is okay to fail and to keep trying, trying, trying until you want to. Oh, I don't know.
1: I think Would our... Our idea of success is making lots of money. That seems to be in our capitalistic ideology is if you're making good money, you know, you are a well, success. Well, Varya,
3: then I am a failure. <laughs> Come to <laughs> think of it, I am a complete failure. But
1: I always <laughs> told my <laughs> daughter and I tell people, go with your passion because you have to live with yourself. And if passion is just one thing, which was it was like for me, then that's how that is. And that's what makes you get up in the morning. It's what... What I miss the most with ballet is euphoria. I felt euphoric every day. And I don't get that with chocolate.
2: Wow. Well, <laughs>
3: <not it. laughs> with chocolate. Okay. What about teaching English, Barbara? <laughs> yeah.
1: I will have some pleasant Occasional euphoria. You-
3: <laughs> Very
0: rare euphoria. <laughs> a little rare. <laughs> well, we already kind of hinted at it. Well, you already said you wanted to be a teacher from a young age can you remember exactly when you wanted to be a teacher was there a a, like an epiphany moment right
2: right Uh, you see um the first time i felt that i was um in my sixth uh, sixth grade with my you know english teacher she's now working in the u.s i don't know how old she is but she must be really old now but um she was my inspiration because she was like like everything that's perfect in a teacher she always uh, came on time very well prepared explained things very clearly she was very approachable to students um, and just her voice and her personality that would really make you want to listen to her and so i thought i could be that too i want to be like her Mm -hmm. and well, I'm yeah, not yeah, sure you know, I've reached that. You know, that. when you
1: say that, that is key when we're trying to find our prof- profession, because you have to find someone who will inspire you that you Absolutely. want to model after, which of course I had teachers like that, where you just, you just mimic every movement right. and it makes you really good. And then you make it your own. Of course, you can't be a carbon copy of someone, exactly. but it's perfect. Find someone that inspires you.
2: However, I must say, though, that um, um, <clears throat> when we were about to graduate high school, most of my friends actually chose nursing as their, you know, like mm-hmm. major for uh, university. Because at the time, it was uh, popular for Filipinos to work as, you know, a nurse in different countries. In fact, right now, I do have many friends in the U.S., in the U.K., Ireland and several other countries because that was the mm-hmm. thing. In, in fact, my mom even encouraged me like are you sure you want to be a teacher don't you want to become a nurse mm. you're gonna earn more money well, I believe in the Philippines <clears throat>
0: a lot of people go into the
2: maritime industry as yeah, well. yeah like that in thing 80s. too but yeah. well <laughs> I yeah. can't imagine myself doing that, though. So. <laughs> it'd be quite I an
0: mean, interesting industry, don't you?
2: Yeah. I, uh,
1: you mean uh, to be a merchant marine? Yeah,
3: I think it'd be really
1: <laughs> interesting. Get on a ship. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Go yeah. to right.
2: Newport every week. Yeah, right. yes. Which is yeah. true, by the way. That's unloading also, cargo. You know. Yeah. Ken, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: I can see you unloading. <laughs> really? I can't
2: even see myself yeah. doing right. that. But Okay. But anyway, so she was the first person that really inspired me. And then when I went to high school, another teacher who um, I still remember her name is Grace Mercado. Mm -hmm. um, She was so good at grammar. She explained it very well. In fact, the way I teach grammar now is partly influenced by her because she she really made it um, not just, you know, the typical lecture thing, but Mm -hmm. more importantly, how to use like in daily life. So yeah she was she's my second inspiration yeah so even though um a lot of the people in my you know in her circle told me don't be a teacher, but my heart told me no, this is the right path for you i mean of of course I have no regrets i'm I'm not you know I don't earn as much money as my friends who are now working as you know nurses but yeah. who cares I'm happy like for me i'd rather live and die happy than mm-hmm. earning a lot of money and not be happy with what you're doing
0: mm-hmm. well i guess it's well you said you you wish that you had tried many different jobs but i think it's great that you had that you had something that you wanted to do and you just went for it and you didn't have to deal
2: with yeah well i understand that trial although sometimes it's just you know um it's just a thought sometimes. Like, what if I did this, or what if I did that? I I don't know, or but, maybe but I should with just your
1: teaching, you are traveling with your teaching. So look at you! I mean, you were in Kazakhstan for five years. You've been in in Russia forever. So <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's that's that plays that that adds to wanting to do other things because you're yeah. traveling.
2: Oh well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
3: All right. <laughs> Can yeah, that didn't sound a hundred percent there. Let's try that again with feeling. More, more <laughs> with feeling. More enthusiasm. More feeling. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh
3: yeah. Work on the work on the feeling. That's better. That's better. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but we we
1: we all have regrets though, don't we, Gary? <laughs> we all have regrets in our lives. No one we never think mm. we're doing enough. I think. I think. We mm, never think. Yeah, That's just yeah. human nature. I want mm. more. I want to be able to do this. Right. But then sometimes I say to myself, Varia, Varia, I say. To yes, Varia. Yes, <laughs> you are doing herself. a really good job. I
3: am. <laughs> <laughs> and so Varia you- says to Varia, "Yes, you are." <laughs> And you're the
0: cutest Shirley Temple I've ever seen.
1: And that's yeah. what I really have.
0: <laughs> that's right. And you've arrived. You've got it. Well, Gary, did you have any burning desires as a little kid? Did you? No, I did not. <laughs> I was a little space
3: cadet. I mean, really, yeah. I was just completely a kid, you know. And uh, my parents were busy doing the business thing. And uh, as they you know, should have I guess. What should they be doing? Helicopter parenting me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it wasn't even a thing then. And
0: uh, oh yeah, the term. He- well, actually, that's quite an interesting topic. Helicopter parenting. Do you think that? It, it's a good idea for parents to be more involved in their children's upbringing, and do you think that would help people? Oh, while well, no? I've got
3: the microphone here, before <laughs>
0: before <laughs> <Ben> <laughs> leaves me for, <laughs> <laughs> but
3: yeah. we're talking no, about yeah. career yeah, development, yeah, how yeah. to find yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, how, so I, What I kind think, of a
0: role do parents play in this? I or do they think let not play let kids
3: be kids. Yeah. That's what I think. Let kids be kids. You know, the, I mean, this whole thing of you know, whatever the, whatever the purposes are of what's called helicopter parenting, where the parent hovers over, you know, is over the child's shoulder and pushing them into everything, you know, let the, let the kid, yeah, experiment if they want to, or encourage them and things, but don't, you know, I mean, just let them be kids. Mm, so
1: yeah, I think I was a different parent. I I don't know about that one. Um, yes, kids should be kids. Um, but unless, my, they're,
0: unless they're doing drugs, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah.
1: yeah. Luckily, but then luckily, you that's begin, nice.
3: begin helicopter <laughs> immediately. <laughs> yes. But even with that, even
1: with that, if someone wants to do drugs, it's very hard to get them not to do drugs. Yeah. So with that, but with my, with my daughter, she grew up in a ballet studio cause I had my own ballet studio. And so she would see me teach and, and make costumes and perform. And then she started class herself. So she got to see that. And I always pushed, um, discipline and being very productive. I, I really pushed that just by example. I don't think I really actually said these things, um, and I do, I think I might have said, I don't know how hard your life is gonna be, but you better work hard. And that was my message. I wish I had another message. I think maybe that wasn't the perfect message. Maybe that was too harsh, but that was my reality. I think if I were going to reparent, I'd be all lovey dovey, oh, stay home until you're 35. <laughs> I don't think I would have been tough. I, I would have been different. But anyway, I was tough. I still am tough. Can't change.
2: But Ben, by the way, let's hear from you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Hey.
0: So, well, here here, I've done so many different little side jobs. Um, when I was a kid, I really, really, really wanted to become an airline pilot, Hmm. and unfortunately, I had a little medical issue, and I couldn't, I couldn't do that. But it's okay. Um, I, I love teaching right now. It's a really fun, it's a really fun job. But I've tried so many different professions on the, such as, so. I went to university, did languages, I was always into languages, I was fascinated by languages, I studied Italian and Russian, and I graduated, I didn't speak perfect Italian, um, obviously my Russian was not perfect when I left um, university, but I had a good enough basic knowledge, and I really wanted to do something um, to do with languages, and I tried my hand in translation as a freelance translator. But in order to get employed at these translation, um, these translation workhouses or just translation offices, you have to do a master's degree over that. After that, and I didn't want to stay in university for the rest of my life, so <laughs> uh, I just did a couple of freelance jobs here and there in the translation industry. Oh my God, I've done so many jobs. It's, it's insane. Um, but, yeah, all right, let me let me just give you a brief overview. So I left university. Um, I tried to set up a little business with some friends um, selling bicycle parts. That didn't go as planned, but it was a fun experiment. Um, I also worked in the hotel industry, which was actually a really fun industry. Stressful, but fun industry. I worked at the front desk, um at a nice hotel in central London and I worked in Las Vegas, um, at a huge hotel. Um, what I liked about that job was I got to practice my languages, especially in Las Vegas. Actually, no, and London too. I got to practice languages on a daily basis and, and I, I, the only thing is I felt like I wasn't using my languages in a intellectual way and this has kind of led me to, um, teaching English where, I get to like intellectually stimulate myself here and I get to, yeah, here, well, I get to be in Russia and practice Russian. So yeah, that's the general story of Benjamin (laughs) today.
2: And (laughs) speaking of, you know, teaching English, uh, what does it feel like to be a teacher it's of, a, great. of a language? It's
0: great because I've been in so many professions, be it working at the front desk of a hotel where you are at the beck and call of, of the customers. Whereas being a teacher, you're more in a position of authority. Not that I'm power hungry and I, like, I get a kick out of um, telling people what to do. But it's it's nice that people come to you and they ask for advice or they ask for... They ask for your knowledge and it's it's a really nice position to be in. It's refreshing.
2: And like, are you happy with uh being a teacher?
0: Absolutely. I I, I never it's really funny because I never had thought about becoming a teacher as a kid. Um, maybe I even had negative <laughs> <laughs> stereotypes of teachers, and now here I am and I actually really enjoy this. Like I can't really picture myself doing anything different. Wow. Yeah. So welcome to the nice. club. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, anyway, um, so Gary, um, you didn't know exactly what you wanted to do as a kid. but Right,
3: yeah, your question it, was but, what? Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. And I, I, even after I graduated from college, I had no idea, which is why I went, I just...
0: Yeah, you went straight into the family business. Right?
3: Yeah, I was not a goal-directed person yeah. as such. Um, not ambitious, not, yeah. you know, just... Floating. And
0: did you have like a <laughs> yes a moment? Was there one particular moment that that, um, that pushed you into going into um, a more spiritual? Uh, it was a long, long path. Yeah. So yeah. there was no one. No, there was no moment.
3: one. No, yeah. no, no epiphany. But it was a long, but kind of one directional path. If you look back, you yeah. know. And um, but it started when i was in college and or even it started when i was a child you know i i did believe in god and i'm not sure where that came from because my parents were not religious at all oh that's really interesting and, so they were no were no. they
0: secular or were they atheists
3: they were or? they were they were just non-religious typical secular people i, yeah. I but they're not atheist at all yeah and uh so when I finally did find my way, and even though that took me out of the business, yep. which I'm sure was a dispo- disappointment to my dad, uh, but they were glad that I was doing what I wanted to do. So oh, they, so were, they supported. They you, were very supportive. Asking. Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad of that because it would be harder, right? You know, if I was fighting my parents or they were fighting me. But um, anyhow, so it was a long. It started when I was a child, and. Uh, then, when I was in college, in, which was in the in the early seventies, um, uh, there was a. Uh, I was still interested in in God. I assumed I don't know why that uh, that the truth about God was not in Christianity, mm-hmm. uh, just because it seemed sort of shallow or simple yep. or something ordinary. I don't know what. And uh, I <clears throat> was a little pride in it and involved there, maybe mm-hmm. a lot. And uh, uh, so I was looking, I became in, very involved in Eastern religion. Mm-hmm. And
0: um, oh, you I, mean Eastern, Eastern Orthodox? No, uh, or Buddhism, Hindu, yeah. Hindu, mm-hmm. Hindu. Oh, interesting. I didn't even know, that. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, East. Well, in an Americanized kind of way, um, there, um, I, uh, I began to meditate i became a meditator fascinating
0: yeah i meditate i've meditated every day for i think 11 years now okay so so when so that's really interesting i didn't realize that yeah what kind of meditation did you i did transcendental meditation that's exactly what i do yeah
3: okay yeah well and i became i went into it head headlong yeah f- you know full full strength, yeah uh, because I was actually looking for God, in other words, I wasn't looking for some relaxation or to be yeah. better at my work or mm-hmm. you know whatever lower my heart rate or whatever the things that they were packaging mm-hmm. uh t m we call yeah. it it's called TM4. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't interested in any of that. I was interested in the God part. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, it has... Uh, they don't put that out front, but that is what is at the basis of mm-hmm. of trans- of transcendental meditation, probably all meditation.
0: So, Voda, yeah. have you tried meditation?
1: Uh, no, ballet is meditation. It's definitely mm-hmm. where you focus in <clears throat> on, on the task at hand, and you could feel energy through your body you could feel your breath yep. it's just
0: it's like that it brings you into the present moment, yeah it I'm really saying. does yeah what about ken any
2: experience with meditation well i've heard that a lot from my friends and students um that's something that i would like to try someday um who knows it might make me realize something about my life <laughs> yeah. and figure out maybe I might have some other interests that I still haven't realized yet yeah
1: sometimes you know um, in what you're saying and I guess what Gary was saying too um, you know we're on a path and we don't really realize where we are when we're on the path. Mm-hmm. But after decades, you look back and go, oh, you know, like I did a good job, that I was going this direction. I should have given myself more credit. And that's what I really want to say to people is give yourself much more credit than you're than you're allowing yourself because we can really beat up ourselves. And I think a good self-beating is good because it makes you keep going. I think you you have to do that. But give yourself more credit, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what does well, it mean to find yourself? What is the is there a
2: definition we can agree on? Finding yourself, I think it's <clears throat> uh, well, it, we have different interpretations of it, but the way I see it, finding yourself is realizing your potential, understanding yourself on a deeper level, um, more than everybody else, you know, do. Um, and also, I think it has something to do with what you do in life, like finding your purpose. I don't know if I'm getting way too deep well, than look, I should. Go, but go deep. Yeah. That's, that's, would you say it's the same thing, finding yourself, finding your, I would say, Yeah, like purpose same. in life. Because otherwise, you know, if you don't understand what your what your purpose is, then what are you living for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I,
1: I agree with that. But I also think that life gets in the way. So you mm-hmm. can be finding your purpose all you want. And maybe you found a little little tip of it and then life will cut it off like you could have a pandemic you Mm. know something like that I mean that's kind of unimaginable or there could be other things that happen and um, it kind of slaps you in the face and kind of slaps you down and then you kind of have to start over and regroup and that my friends is life it is so messy we think we're going from point a to point b and then we'll be happy but it just doesn't work that way
0: what advice would you give to someone who is, let's say, in their 20s or yeah, you know, someone who's in an earlier stage of their life who says, I don't know what my purpose is. How do I find my purpose? I
1: say you don't need a purpose for not, for one thing. And just get up and do what you want to do or find some kind of reason why you're doing something. And your purpose is going to change.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So your purpose is not a... Do you think... Could you... Ken could you see your purpose changing could you or would you would you see yourself always being a teacher
2: well at least for now i'm still relatively young yeah. <laughs> so for now this is what i feel and this is what i'm doing at the moment although who knows something might come up because life it's one of the you know you know it's uh one of the characteristics where um sometimes something comes up and you never know it because life is full of you know Surprises—you never know what you're gonna get. It's like a box of, you know, chocolate. So, Mm -hmm. um, but at least for now, I'm happy with where I am. Although it would be interesting where my life will lead to, yeah. Because, um, well, I'd like to believe I still have a long journey to go, and uh, we'll see what's out there, Mm -hmm. and and that's for me to find out. Yeah. But I hope it will be something interesting, and you know, it it has uh,
1: to because you've chosen. You already are on your path to doing something Mm -hmm. that you love to do anyway.
0: Yeah. Oh, well. (laughs) And do we have any role models, any person who we look up to and we think this person had a purpose?
2: That's an interesting question. I'd like to answer first. Yeah, it's quite... well
1: I still um, Shirley
2: Temple yeah Yeah. well
1: I I, I, I at last got past Shirley Temple she's no longer Um, but um, I still of course um, my the inner fibers of my being are woven together with the great teachers that I've had and so I still carry them with me so I still think of what would they do what would they say what would they look like you know or I I just carry them with me, so I still have them. But at this moment, when I look at, out into the world, I don't think I see a really a, a role model. I might meet someone and say, "Oh, I like some um, some qualities they have." I might.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Gary, as as someone who used to be a pastor, um, has anyone come to you and asked you specifically for advice and with regards to purpose, life purpose?
3: Well, yeah, that's part of. What I mean to the question of finding purpose, I in, in my case, and I would highly recommend for anyone's case. Um, I'll just speak from for myself on this though, but uh, that uh, without God, mm-hmm. I would not have found my purpose, yeah, and I probably would have been, I don't know, I guess trying different things or or. I I think I would have been struggling Mm -hmm. because I was struggling. And, um, but because God was actually the main kind of purpose for the the journey, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is an end to the journey. It's not just an endless getting somewhere or Mm -hmm. going down a road. There actually is a way that you do come to a place of finding what you're looking for yeah. or being found mm-hmm. right uh, that is by God and th- that is what changed my life and and then the rest of my life is just becomes well what does what do I believe God wants me to do now that is involve, involves who I am and what I like yeah. to do or what I can do or what mm-hmm. you know I have whatever abilities I might have, um, uh, you know, is to use those in, along those lines uh, because God's will will include those things, mm-hmm. right? So you won't have you doing something you're not capable of doing or that's the wrong thing yep. for you. You'll be doing something that is according to who you are. So um, without that, without God, I, I mean, I remember, I remember, I vividly remember because I lived in it for years. Mm-hmm um just not really having any answers to anything it was all a guess it was just all a guess it was just guessing Mm -hmm. you know i mean Mm -hmm. there was nothing solid and what
0: would would you guys say to someone who wants to go into a profession that is particularly i wouldn't say risky but is difficult to succeed for instance acting or being a musician what what advice because I mean, very. You've been to Los Angeles, obviously. You, you know, the the whole city. There, there's so many actors who, unfortunately, do not make it to um, to stardom. What would you say to someone who's young and aspiring? Yeah,
1: I still think that you should follow your heart, do what you want to do, and at the time that you get to a point where you can't do it anymore, you go, okay, I think I need to change direction. Then stop, and then mm-hmm, that's it, and then you right. can do something else.
0: And then what? How do you know? because some people say never give up and other people would say some people say yeah keep um, it's, a ma- the- it's a
1: matter of knowing yourself yeah. and making good decisions and there can be a various amount of decisions to make and one could lead you this way and another can lead you that way mm-hmm. and not to get hung up on if this or if that just make a decision and go with it I mean mm-hmm. there's, that's what life is and, and pretty soon you're just dead in the ground and that's it for me yeah. and
2: I think too you need to be um, uh, realistic to uh, to a certain degree you cannot just be uh, of course you know when you're young you tend to be idealistic like I can achieve this I can do whatever I can but you know as I grow older I don't want to sound um, not pessimistic but uh, just being realistic because when I was younger too I I also had a dream, like I want to do this and that and achieve this and that. And then as I grow older, I realize that, um, I don't want to sound very negative, but it's like not all dreams mm-hmm. are meant to happen, but you have to be mature enough to understand that. But then again, it you know, you'll need time to grow up to but understand You need to
1: things. recognize your limitations yes, and that's when you stop and then you the do thing. something else and just exactly. be happy with what you did accomplish with right,
2: that. Right, right.
0: It's tricky because you have some celebrities um, who, who were basically bums for most of their lives, yeah. and then they, and then they, and then they reach stardom by um, chance, sheer, sheer luck. Um, <laughs> it's really tricky because we would not have, I don't know, let's say Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash would, I mean, I'd, maybe you know the story of Johnny Cash better than I do, but he. Basically, just traveled around and bummed around for most of his life. Yeah, did he? Became, he
1: ended up in prison too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, ro- he robbed us a, a s- liquor store or something.
0: Yeah, he. Or, or we have so many other examples. Like, do you, are any of you familiar with um, Jean Michel Basquiat? Do you know? Some famous New York artist who draws in a very primitive style. All right, you kind of have to be familiar with him. Let me think of some. Or can you think of any other examples of celebrities who had a really rough, lead up to their stardom
1: I'm not really that (laughs) impressed with celebrities anyways I don't really follow the (laughs) I I have no idea who's who I'm (laughs) as we know I'm locked into the 80s. (laughs) Ask me about Henry Melvin from the 1980s and I can tell you all about Motley Crue and Van Halen.
3: I'm into the 70s personally. I don't know why you're looking at me when you
0: say that. Maybe not modern classics. What about some modern celebrities? What about classics, for instance? I don't know.
1: You Uh, mean Dostoevsky? That's so strange. I was (laughs) just about to say Dostoevsky. That's so strange. I
0: was just about to say Dostoevsky. That's so strange because he... He was an alcoholic. He had um, crazy episodes. Um, oh, but he vaporized. loved his
1: family. He had yeah. a, a he. Had, he loved his children. Yeah. They would um, slip little notes under his um, door. Yeah. <laughs> because they're not allowed to uh, disturb him. Um, yeah. But he was he was actually Christian. His his things were yeah. he had centered Validly. around God. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: have a interesting celebrities or classics. I'm
2: sorry, but when you said um, celebrity earlier and then, (laughs) you know, who happened to become one by chance, the first person that came to my mind was kim kardashian
1: like. oh. Oh. i was so proud of myself wow. for not, not knowing 70s. who she was, uh, was, was we coming out of there uh, uh, it was <laughs> like um, um, 2012 <laughs> and i was the only one not knowing who she is don't tell me who she is i don't want to know but then i think i learned who she was like an 2017.
0: So would you say Kim Kardashian has found herself or she's oh, just she's <laughs> <laughs> Ben yeah, we're, we're going a little too deep here. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, but that's the let's, thing. That's the thing about for a destination. Yeah. You just don't find yourself. I mean, you're you're going to find yourself temporarily, then you're going to lose yourself and then you have mm. to re-find yourself reinvented in some other form. This is just not solid. It's what you're
0: It's like walking on a tightrope.
1: I think so, or jello or something. <laughs>
0: Walking out jello. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Squishing through your toes.
0: <laughs> just right, just in, right. Ryan, in a nutshell, you were, what, do you know Kim
2: Kardashian's lifestyle? Yeah, story? I mean, I, I <laughs> don't, on, I don't think I need to explain where <laughs> she know, initially got her. We know, though, you've got
3: those fan magazines yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> that you brought well, with you from no, Kazakhstan.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, I learned about her because of my students because Ah. you know she has this cosmetic line clothes line that you know and she's very popular on Instagram so she's you know millions of followers but uh, the only reason (laughs) I thought about her because you mentioned about you know celebrities who became famous by chance
1: (laughs) well her father was famous so I don't know
2: yeah but it's not like she capitalized on that but she did something else which I'm not sure I'm allowed to say it here (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh dear, well. Oh yeah, I remember. Oh, did she do something on video? Yes. yes. Oh, I see. Right. Uh, oh. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> well, we want to get it. No, into the we don't want to do that. We don't want Thank you. you oh, I didn't realize there. that's why she's. Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: But right. good for her. Uh, okay, so I'm not bashing her, okay? Just to be clear, <laughs> good for her that she made something, uh, you know, for herself. Um, I guess she got past that. She's um, an
0: artist. Let's just. Say
1: <laughs> it, well, it, we're all artists of our own lives.
2: Yeah. So, well.
3: I, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I did, not, I did not mean to do that.
1: But are you still stuck on the video or
3: what? <laughs> no, it's it's all right. Yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: man no, you've got other questions i'm sure
3: <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. I'm just
0: transfixed
2: by Kim yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, i'm just so just sorry just for bringing the- that up
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes
2: but again uh, well i guess here's the thing sometimes as i've said earlier j- something comes up in life sometimes it may be unexpected and it and then you realize oh okay this can be I can turn th- this into a career, and you could be successful in that. I mean, sorry for the very shallow reference of you know Kim Kardashian yeah. um she has managed to you know uh achieve some success, so good for her um but m- my point here is that um I don't think she really you know um uh, aspired to be where she are or maybe you know sh- she had in, in in the past but in my case um life is a journey. Um, I think it's a process of, well, at least in my case, I'm still in the process of finding more about myself, what other potentials, well, hidden potentials I have. And um, as I've said earlier, um, whatever it is out there that is about to unfold in this beautiful journey called life, I I hope it will be something that is, you know, great. And that, well, more than, you know, uh, satisfying my own, you know needs i hope i can contribute something i don't want to sound like you know like yeah, a cliché but
1: to, to contribute to your society, community or exactly. society or the world in some that way you didn't
2: just live definitely, right definitely. Well, i've got
1: i've got
0: another question actually do you think that by being in a foreign country that helps you to learn more about yourself i would definitely say yes i, I i'd say being in russia is a great experience and it's definitely improve me more as a person would you say well gary you've been here for a while um mm-hmm. would you say that coming here has well helped sure you? yeah
3: it's it's a tremendous expansion of your horizons you know i mean you have to um you're you're e- even just having you know two languages in your head mm-hmm. uh, you know to the degree that you have them that's kind of an amazing thing and um and the two cultures and it's, it's enriching you know there's no mm. question
2: it, it's also you know an eye-opening experience for sure for you know for, for most of us if not all of us because personally when I was in the Philippines I had a very limited you know perspective in life um I thought that life only worked in a certain way, the Filipino way. I know it's vague for you to understand that. But uh, the moment I started, you know, uh, working abroad, not just, you know, for tourism purposes where I just travel and stay there for a a couple of weeks, but to actually live and stay for a year or so, it opened many different things for me. I realized, ah, okay, so well... (laughs) I will sound very critical of my own (laughs) culture right now, but in the Philippines, we have a certain way of, let's say we like children and we're more about the here and now, which on the one hand, it's actually good because you get to enjoy the present, yeah? Without uh, thinking much about the future. But then again, I was introduced to a different perspective when here in Russia, people care about, what's going to happen in the future. So what I'm trying to say here is that, for instance, in the Philippines, um, you know, families, they just make as many children as they want without thinking about the consequences that you have to pay for their education, buy them food, clothes, whatever. But here, for instance, in Russia, of course, you have to think of that. And that's why, um, you know, people here tend to have not a lot of children, unlike in the Philippines, could be five, six or even more, because, you know, uh, the more the merrier <laughs> but um coming here and also in in Kazakhstan i realized ah okay so that's good that you know we also have to consider the future i mean be practical too you see m- my point here is that by moving to another country it opens new ideas in your minds that you know you wouldn't have probably thought if you had stayed you know just in your own country so that's why i'm mm-hmm. thankful that Um, I've given this chance Mm. to myself to see more of the world and understand different cultures. And in a way, it is a lesson for me and it's for my own personal growth. Mm. I discover more things about me at the same time, learn more about the world, the bigger world.
0: And do you think there are some countries that are better for personal growth or... No, I mean you've been to Iran and Russia, obviously. Well, they Do say
1: you, the United States is the place for personal growth, but yeah. I think, <laughs>
0: right. I think, uh, <laughs> right. well, I'd, I'd second that, <laughs>
3: Yeah, <laughs> if you want to, if you want real personal growth, just go to Ohio, for example. Personal yeah. growth country.
1: Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so wherever corn, you go, corn <laughs> and more corn, more corn. <laughs> yeah. And personal no, wherever growth. you go, you're going to grow personally, no matter where you go. So I don't think there is one destination for that mm-hmm.
3: but i will say Russia's an interesting place to go would we agree oh i love it yeah hey, it's,
0: yeah. yeah yeah i don't want to go home <laughs> i mean yeah. obviously home's great love england great place but russia's would you say russia's the place for you
2: well i'm certainly very happy that i'm here yeah. and if you were to ask me um would you like to go back to your home country at least for now uh i can say that no I- i'm quite happy here yeah
0: it's, it's a fun place. I, I love this country. This, for, for.
3: Right. Yes, Ben's living in. In, I'm, I'm in Ben's little world, it's it's, a, it's an amazingly cheerful, optimistic, unchanging. Some would say
0: nothing's changing ever. Well, I'd say Russia's kind of like the new Wild West. Like, there's there's a lot of opportunities here. Sure, things are not... <laughs> All perfect, but it's a great place with <laughs> right,
3: yes. Ben wins the understatement of the week award, <laughs> yes. perhaps of the year or yeah. decade. Yes, yeah.
2: but uh, of course we're not limit uh, limiting ourselves to just Russia. We're you know basically right, yeah, as, it, just like what Varya said. You could be anywhere in the world, and there's still some you know. I mean, self growth. You, you don't have to be just in in one place. Um, every place you go to throughout your life, there's always something that you can learn from mm-hmm. and can contribute to your general personal growth. Yeah?
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's wrap it up there. It was a pleasure speaking to you all there today. And... Please comment on this podcast. We want to hear from you and if you have any other ideas about what we can do in the Especially future. Especially
3: if you're in Columbus, Ohio, I would love to know <laughs> who who is watching, listening
0: to I this pod. we did have a listener, didn't we, from Did you did you say Not
3: that- not just a listener. The fourth largest audience is in Columbus, Ohio for this podcast. I mean, we discovered this together and uh-huh. we were confused. I was very confused together so well
0: guys share your thoughts ask any questions we want you to participate and well today we talked about how to find yourself so would we agree that we found a solution as to how to find ourselves I would say it's like various said it's not a single point a to B solution
1: right there is no solution that's
0: the secret there's no solution exactly so that's (laughs) that's basically it so all right guys find us on our website www.bigappleschool.com there on the website you can find other interesting podcasts like this one and you can also find interesting articles which are there to help you improve your english and of course you can find more information about the courses that we offer here at the big apple school so we'll leave it there for today guys thank you very much and we'll see you guys next time